The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing Harry Potter, Lord Voldemort, and powerful mother to Draco, Narcissa Malfoy. Specifically, we're going to be taking a look at her actions following the alleged death of Harry in the Deathly Hallows, and how one lie may have changed the future of the Wizarding World. Let's get into it. One of the most emotional and pivotal moments in the Harry Potter series is the death of the titular character himself, Harry. After cheating death time after time, in large part due to his mother's loving sacrifice, Harry finally faces the afterlife head-on after meeting Voldemort in the Forbidden Forest and sacrificing himself. He saw the mouth move in a flash of green light, and everything was gone. Unlike Harry's previous confrontations with Voldemort, from his meeting with a fragmented Voldemort possessing Professor Quirrell, to their duel in the graveyard of Little Hangleton, this time Harry did not intend to defend himself or fight back. He came to die. And with Harry's death came a lot of questions. For the reader, sure, but especially for the characters in the story. After being hit with Voldemort's killing curse, Harry wakes up in a sort of limbo, where he is met by Dumbledore. In this new environment, Harry learns that yes, he has died, but he has an opportunity to come back. Harry is given an option to return to the land of the living because his mother's sacrifice, the same magic that has protected him for all his life, is still alive in Lord Voldemort's veins. This happens because Voldemort used Harry's blood when producing his regeneration potion, a potion which restores a maimed wizard to their true bodily form. Further tying Harry to the land of the living is the fact that Voldemort's killing curse destroyed the piece of Voldemort's soul attached to Harry, and not Harry's soul. Dumbledore confirms this by saying, Your soul is whole and completely your own, Harry. But while the short period that Harry was dead may have gone by quickly for Harry, it likely felt like an eternity for the loved ones that witnessed his dead body. While Harry was discussing life and death with Dumbledore, everyone else thought that it was the end for our protagonist. This brings us to the moment in question, the scene in which Narcissa Malfoy inspects Harry's dead body. Hands, softer than he had been expecting, touched Harry's face, pulled back an eyelid, crept beneath his shirt down to his chest and felt his heart. He could hear the woman's fast breathing, her long hair tickled his face. He knew that she could feel the steady pounding of life against his ribs. Is Draco alive? Is he in the castle? The whisper was barely audible. Her lips were an inch from his ear, her head bent so low that her long hair shielded his face from the onlookers. Yes, he breathed back. He felt the hand on his chest contract, her nails pierced him. Then it was withdrawn. She had sat up. He is dead, Narcissa Malfoy called to the watchers. And now they shouted, now they yelled in triumph and stamped their feet, and through his eyelids, Harry saw bursts of red and silver light shoot into the air in celebration. Still feigning death on the ground, he understood. Narcissa knew that the only way she would be permitted to enter Hogwarts and find her son was as part of the conquering army. She no longer cared whether Voldemort won. In this moment, we witness Narcissa lie to Voldemort and her fellow Death Eaters, a decision which leads to a crucial turning point in the series. Throughout Harry Potter, Narcissa had been portrayed as a devoted follower of Voldemort, and her husband, Lucius, was a high-ranking Death Eater. But despite all of this, she decided to turn her back on her allies and lie. Next, I want to answer two things. Why and how? 
The much easier question to answer, and the one I'm going to tackle first, is the why. Why would she risk lying to one of the darkest wizards of all time? Put succinctly, it comes down to her maternal instincts and her desire to protect her son, Draco. She knew that lying to Voldemort would be the only way she would be able to return to the castle to search for Draco. She lied in order to urge Voldemort back to the castle, fully knowing that he wouldn't be able to resist the opportunity to flaunt his success. Though Narcissa was a devoted servant of the Dark Lord, her love for her family would always come first, and lying to Voldemort was a risk that she was willing to take to protect her son. Draco had been used and abused by Voldemort and was given a nearly suicidal role in the war as a way of mocking the Malfoys, particularly Lucius, who had constantly let him down. It's likely that Narcissa resented Voldemort for that, and when she found out that Harry was still alive, she realized that there was a very good chance that the good guys would prevail. Her confidence in good prevailing over evil had increased, and she knew that lying was the best chance that she would have to see her son before he was potentially killed for his affiliation with the Dark Lord. Narcissa lied to Voldemort about Harry Potter being dead in order to protect her family and gain favor with the Dark Lord. However, in doing so, she indirectly helped Harry and his allies to defeat Voldemort in the final battle. Next, I want to discuss the how. The main reason that I ask how is because Voldemort is a legilimens, a wizard that has mastered the art of accessing people's minds and reading their thoughts. Provided that Voldemort is one of the most, if not the most, impressive legilimens in the wizarding world, it stands to reason that lying to Voldemort would be a futile endeavor. Voldemort could almost always tell who was lying to him, and even knew what people were thinking before they uttered a word. There are only a few ways that Narcissa's lie could have gotten past Voldemort. The first possible explanation is that Narcissa is a skilled Occlumens, a witch or wizard who is able to effectively close their mind off to attacks from Legilimens. There are many skilled Occlumens in the Harry Potter series, with Dumbledore and Snape being strong examples. Voldemort wouldn't dare try to enter the mind of Dumbledore, and Snape was able to deceive Voldemort for decades, all thanks to this ability. But the likelihood that Narcissa was skilled enough in this particular ability seems unlikely somehow. The next possible way that Narcissa would have been able to lie to Voldemort relates to his sheer arrogance. Despite being a powerful mastermind and magical prodigy, we see Voldemort make little mistakes on a consistent basis throughout the series, and more often than not, I would wager that these mistakes relate to his megalomania and his deluded self-belief that he is so powerful that no one should ever be able to contest him. More often than not, his ego gets in the way of his success, and in this instance, he was probably so elated with the fact that he had defeated Harry and so overconfident in his powers that he didn't stop to properly consider whether or not Harry had truly died. Another perfect example of this is that Voldemort truly believed no one would ever uncover the truth about or find his horcruxes. If Voldemort had dropped his ego a bit, then I think that the Harry Potter ending would have been a lot different. The last possibility for how Narcissa effectively lied to Voldemort comes back once again to the power of maternal love. There seems to be a trend in the Harry Potter books and films with mothers protecting their children, as well as the powerful magic that seems to be generated as a product of this love. The first and best example is Lily Potter and her sacrificial protection, which we know saved infant Harry, protected him for most of his life, and temporarily defeated Voldemort. The next best example is Molly Weasley protecting Ginny from Bellatrix the Strange. 
Despite Bellatrix being one of the most powerful witches in the wizarding world, Molly was able to summon the power to defeat her after her daughter is put in a life or death situation. And if you've played or kept up to date on Hogwarts Legacy, then you'll know that these are both forms of ancient magic. For a deep dive on ancient magic, you're going to have to watch my video, History of Ancient Magic. But for now, let me briefly summarize. The term ancient magic refers to powerful, complex spells and rituals that have been passed down through wizarding history for thousands of years. Obscure but incredibly mighty magic that is shrouded in mystery and has dissipated over the course of time. In fact, by the time Harry Potter was born, ancient magic was extremely uncommon. The only known examples of this magic in the wizarding world stem from maternal love, and I'm of the impression that Narcissa Malfoy may have also exercised some form of ancient magic when lying to Voldemort. Ancient magic would explain how a powerful agilimens like Voldemort would have been tricked so easily by Narcissa's lie, and it makes perfect sense if we consider the context and the role that maternal love plays in Harry Potter. In fact, JK Rowling herself has commented on this segment, explaining that this moment was designed to emphasize the power of maternal love. What do you guys think? How did Narcissa lie to Voldemort? What theory checks out to you? Please leave a comment down below. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.